Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Raul Anderson Variety Show. A show that dabbles in it all. To include comedy, parody, satire, and more. All while delivering you news and pertinent information of the day, week, and hour. But in an entertaining way. And sometimes in a Rod Sterling manner. Rather than get stuck in one genre or themed show... I've decided to instead make this show as broad as possible, thus giving me the ability to walk through a variety of cultural, ethnic, and political walls. On this show, there are no walls that are too thick to be breached by common sense and logic. Using theater as a way to deliver my message or messages to a variety of people in the Tampa Bay area as well as around the world. So with that being said, sit back, folks, relax, and put on your big boy pants and listen, for I'm about to bring it. The Raul Anderson Variety Show is about to bring it, like no other show has in decades. But first, and on the way out, let's give tribute to some of the greats of the past. Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor Big Mama big Thornton, B.B. King, B.B. King. Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali, Lena Horn, Lena Horn, Sammy Davis, Sammy Jr. Davis, Davis Jr. Jr. Curtis Blow, Curtis Blow, Earth, Wind and Fire, Jimi Hendrix and more. Welcome all to the Anderson Variety Show. Listen to me and watch your intellect grow. I demand your attention from beginning to end. And no, I'm not your fuzzy little friend. I demand your attention from beginning to end. But what I will do is make you grin as you nod your head and agree with me as I bring you the truth properly using theater and skits to get my points across. Now hush, be quiet. A shout out to Diana Ross. A shout out to Diana Ross. Let's do this, folks. Welcome all to the Anderson Variety Yes, yes, have a seat. Yes, yes, have a seat, and welcome all to the Anderson Variety Show, where we deal with and talk, tackle, and discuss all issues under the sun, using first-person, second-person, and even third-person format to bring it to you. And the show is rated E for entertainment. And with that being said, you know, I hope everyone had a happy 4th of July. Um... I don't really got no use for the 4th of July anymore. I mean, I, I appreciate the holiday. You know, I appreciate uh, America's freedom from uh, Britain, whatever. You know, and uh, but what I don't appreciate anymore, folks, maybe because I'm older, I just don't appreciate fireworks, man. I, I really don't. I just, they annoy me, especially when you live all ups in the hood or around people from the hood. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just don't enjoy Having people light bottle rockets off at 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm trying to go to bed. I got to get up for work or whatever. It's just scary. You don't know if it's a firework, if it's a gunshot. You don't know if someone just shot the window out of your car. You know, it's just, I don't, 
like those antics anymore. I'm just too old for it. You know, I mean, it's. I guess it just depends on what community you're from or live in. But it's like there's already enough shootings and violence in the all ups in the hood. And the 4th of July just adds more tension to a life that's already filled with enough tension as it is. Anyways, folks, uh, speaking of the hood, I recently wrote a book about six months ago. Um, I'm not saying I'm a writer or anything, you know, but um, it's titled Surviving in the Hood as an Outsider, a mini biography. And you can pick up these copies on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and uh, type in Surviving in the Hood as an Outsider. And a little bit about this book here. It's basically based on my own memoirs, you know, my own diary or whatever, because what a lot of people don't realize, folks, is that not everybody who is black or a person of color is from the hood. I mean, I come from a place way out west in the state of Washington on the eastern side, uh, Pullman, Washington, man. It's a little dust ball town located about 65 miles south of Spokane, Washington, up there where all them skinheads used to uh, live. But what I'm saying, folks, is where I grew up, uh, there were no ghettos, no hoods, no generational poverty, none of that stuff, man. You come to Pullman, if your family moved to Pullman, you best have a job. You know what I'm saying? There was no uh, goddamn uh, projects or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, it was it was a college town, so yeah, uh, there was like student housing. You know where I'm from? Student housing was like the closest uh, you'd come to uh, the ghetto, uh, the ghetto, uh, the ghetto. You know what I'm ghetto. saying? And um, but so the book is kind of written from the perspective of someone who is not from the hood, but suddenly finds themselves uh, living all ups in the hood. Okay, and there's a lot of people like that, not just white folk. A lot of people think that you know they see a white person in the hood, they think it's gentrification or oh look at that poor white person, uh, they look out of place. You know, they look lost. Poor little thing. You know, no, no. Well, it, there's also black people and Hispanic people and Chicano people, folks, that are just as out of place in the ghetto, in the hood, as Keith uh, uh, Zimmerman uh, from Hee Texas. OK. Uh, and so this book here titled uh, Surviving in the Hood as an Outsider uh, by Raul Anderson. You can find it on Amazon. Just go to Amazon, you know. It's you know it's kind of like Ice Cube. Remember that 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 song by Ice Cube, "How to Survive in the," or "How to Survive in the South Central L.A." Whatever. This is my version of that. Well, then you just go to the internet or go to Amazon, buy yourself a copy, use it as a manual, folks. You know, like, and I'll just scroll down a quick page here. I have like like eight quick rules. You know, the book started like rule number one: mind your own business. Don't get overly nosy about anything. And don't stare at people you don't know. And never, ever rat on anyone. And that's the truth, folks. I may be goofy and all that, but one of the reasons why I'm still surviving all ups in the hood is because I don't rat and I mind my own business. And I don't stare at people. That's, that's like rule number one. Don't get overly nosy. Mind your own business. And then you got like rule number two. No one is your friend. If you weren't raised in that particular area, no one is your friend. Don't care how much you laugh and joke on the streets. No one is your friend. And that's another thing, folks. Hood folks are very territorial, man. If they didn't know you like since kindergarten or their mama doesn't, if their mamas don't know each other, whatever, 
and say you move up into the hood like at the age of 23 or 30 or 40 whatever i don't care how much laughing you do with folks there that you're not their friend folks you're simply a bait they're just simply waiting for the right time to jack you Uh, rule number three and i'll stop here see uh don't share your business with anyone the less you talk the safer you are yeah folks don't if you move up in the hood don't be bragging about your business how much money you make your job just keep your mouth shut okay you want to be safe just you know because people do what do you call it recon there's all kind of people ups in the hood that do recon on you you're sitting there listening they're letting you yap your mouth and all this and they're taking notes you know what i'm saying they they writing stuff down you sitting there you know yeah and daddy d and they're writing it down say okay yeah okay that night you get home you find your god dang uh refrigerator stolen or whatever you know what I'm saying? but anyhow like there's other rules like rule number four uh, nothing is free in the hood oh that's a good one nothing is free in the hood not even pretend friendships or friendships if you want to be left alone you will have to be prepared to pay uh some kind of peace toll tax or what i call hood tax okay nothing is free in the hood nothing is free in society why should it be any different in the hood man you know what I'm saying? You're going to eventually have to pay some kind of hood tax or peace toll tax. I mean, you're going to have to give up some money, you know, whatever. But don't think anything is free in the hood, folks. And then, let me hear. What's, is there another good one here? Let's see. Oh, yeah. Rule number seven. As an outsider, never start a fight or threaten anyone unless you plan on moving away the next day. You hear a lot of gunshots at night. Because people are taking care of business and loose ends. And I'll stop there, folks. But that's like rule number seven. And the whole book is filled with kind of, you know, different rules and my own personal experiences and this and that. But that's another thing. Don't get up in the hood and start a fight and think you're going to sleep comfortably at night. Uh Uh-uh. Hood don't play. Homie don't play that up in the hood. And it's gotten worse. It's actually gotten worse since I wrote that book. You know, um. Better to walk away. If you're up in the hood, better to walk away. Than, and that's another thing I want to say real quick. Um, the most powerful person in the hood doesn't always drive the fanciest vehicle. That's the mistake a lot of people not from the hood make. They, oh, that dude on a bike, man. Now look at them. They're on a bike. That could be like G-Unit number one right there. That could be the number one gangster riding that bike. Or just a bad, you know, a bad ASS. That's all I'm saying is that that the highest honor, depending on what hood you're in, the highest honor doesn't always go to the person driving the fanciest car. You know, that's just it's it's a different kind of it's like a street level respect. I can't explain it. But, you know, some of y'all know what I mean. But again, I'm not from the hood originally, folks. And you don't just got to be from the hood to, you know, struggle in life or I mean, there's all kind of other bad communities. There's like the Badlands out west. Indians, Navajo, Indian reservations. Believe me, you're a lot of crime takes place out there. Bikers and all this other kind of stuff. I mean, who do you think distributes the, uh, what do you call it, the fentanyl once it gets there? Them damn bikers and outlaw gangs and, you know, so, um, but, but anyways, folks. So, yeah, go and uh, check out the book, Surviving in the Hood as an Outsider. I think you'll find it very enjoyable. Um, it's just blunt. It's just me telling uh, my story through my lens, you know, 
And uh, with that, folks, welcome all to the Anderson Variety Show. And let's keep today's show moving right along. Sure, you're not from the ghetto. Why? What do you mean by that? Well, I'm just saying you sounded kind of ghetto and unprofessional. Uh, anyways, folks, that's a uh, Tiny Tim, Twinkle Toe Tim. You can I call him Twinkle Toe Tim. I just figure if I'm going to have a uh, modern show, you know, I need to represent uh, all demographics. You know what I'm saying, including the Rainbow Club, whatever. Um, anyways, a uh, Tiny Tim, Twinkle Toes, whatever they call you. Uh, what do you mean I didn't sound professional? Well, boss, most people that listen to the radio, they're into finances or more exotic issues like real estate, money advisors. Let me tell you something, my God. Let me tell you something, uh, Mr. Twinkle Toes, a Tiny Tim, whatever they call you, man. You're lucky I don't fire you on your first day. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know my radio is kind of, uh, I don't know, offbeat, off the wall, but that's just real life, folks. Look at here, man. Uh, I'm about real life and real people and real circumstances. No, I'm not going to tell you how to invest your money and you go listen to what. You could go listen to what's his name, Dave Ramsey. He'll tell you to pay off your debt. I tell you to heck with debt. God dang. You know what I'm saying? I got 40 grand. You think I'm going to go backwards and become broke again to pay off some god dang uh, third, um, what do you call it, a third pure bill collector from god dang um, Hawaii? Heck no. I believe in going forward. I, I like that other advisor guy that tells you to instead take that money, invest it in a housing real estate. You know, d- develop some what they call passive income through real estate or something. That makes more sense to me. I forget the other guy's name. But look, yeah, I'm not about all that financial Because most people out here are broke. Let's be honest with you, man. It's depressing as heck for most of us riding around our cars, whatever, at work, hearing millionaires uh, comfort other millionaires on how to... Uh, Pension save uh, pennies, and you know what I'm saying. And here we are trying to the goddamn can't even afford to buy a sandwich. Barely can pay rent. You know, you got millionaires telling other millionaires uh, how to make more millions. I mean, that's a cool thing, but I'm just saying that's not my kind of radio. That's not my kind of vibe. I'm real life. You know, I'm I may not be from the ghetto per se, but it doesn't mean my life hasn't been hard and gritty. You know, and so uh, no, uh, Tim, I'm not trying to sound like uh, Mr. Harvey. The financial guy. And I'm, you know, I'm not trying to um, tell people how they can uh, magnify their doggone... I don't even know what that stuff's called, man. You mean mutual funds? Didn't you go to college, boss? There you go, being a wise butt. It, being a wise butt. I didn't finish college. I went, I didn't finish. I was too busy protecting our nation and the Navy and the military, avoiding landmines out there fighting, what's his name, Saddam Hussein. Okay? Okay, that's what I was doing. While your twinkle toes was in college, whatever. You know, I'm out there uh, trying to defend the nation and, and to defend your right uh, to be twinkle toes. And so, yeah, I know people aren't used to this kind of radio, but I bring it. I mean, I, I can only be real, folks. I can't fake it. I can't. I mean, I, I suppose my father was a college professor, you know, and, um, you know, we didn't really get along. He always called me boy. I don't know what it is about guys or men from the old days that grew up in the South. They call you boy. Come here, boy. Do this, boy. 
And I was up there in Washington State. Washington State is lily white, folks. At least when I grew up there, eastern part, Pullman, Colfax, Palouse, Spokane, that area. Lily white. I probably was raised around more uh, white people than white people in the south are. Okay, that's how, you know what I'm saying? I think the county I'm from, Whitman County, it's like the percentage of uh, black people in the county at the time was like one3 Three to the decimal point. They had to like fractionize it. Is how little uh, black representation was out there. And then they'd be like, that's combined with other, whatever others are. I don't know. But I'm just saying, folks, my white friends, when I grew up there in Albion and Pullman, Washington, they'd look at me, they'd be like, uh, like Ricky Stevens, a kid I grew up with. Why did your dad call you boy? They didn't understand that, man. My dad like migrated like southern. You know, straight up out of Georgia, Macon, Dublin, Georgia, culture uh, to the Pacific Northwest there in Pullman. You know, people didn't know what to make of us at the time. You know, um, like I remember I'd have my friends over and, you know, my mom would serve grits. You know what I'm saying? And my, my, my friend, white friend being, hey, grits. You know, I like these. Almost like that one cereal commercial, Mikey. Oh, Mikey, I like them. I like them. You know what I'm saying? Black eyed peas. You know, hog maw. I don't even think I ever had hogma. I did have chitlins. I threw up, though, afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm just saying, you know, that's what people do. You come from Ireland, you bring your Irish ways with you. You come from Iran, you bring your Iranian dishes with you. You come from Macon, Georgia, the Deep South, you bring a goddamn catfish uh, with you up to the uh, Pacific Northwest. So I guess what I'm trying to say, folks, is I only know how to be real. I, mean, I only know how to be myself. And for the longest time, Yo, you black. You supposed to be black. I say, well, I don't. Well, I'm just me. I'm just me. You know. You know. And, and to this day, I really don't know what it means to be black. I know there was never a tribe in Africa named black. Find me a tribe in Africa named black. It's like a generic designation, man. Kind of lumps a whole bunch of people with different personalities, different educational levels, different value systems, different everything. It just kind of lumps everyone together. Black, boom, like in a big vat, and you just stir it up. You know what I'm saying? There's no, you know what I'm saying? And that's just not me, folks. I think I'm old enough by now to know that I'm just me. And when people say black, I'm like, what does that mean? Do you mean, is that a political identity? Is it a racial identity? Is it a cultural identity? Is it a mindset? What? What is it other than a a political designation or... uh, Anyways, that's going to be one of my upcoming books is uh, there was never a tribe in Africa named blacks. And I've noticed that it's people with African ancestry are the only ones that have allowed the world to generically define them as a void or a color. No other people allowed that. They tried to call the Indians red, you know, you know, red side. The Indians say, hell no, we're a people. We got culture. We got heritage. We got our own language, man. You know, they don't, don't call me red. What the hell is that? Call me Navajo. I'm Navajo. I'm Apache. I'm Seminole. You know what I'm saying? So when you identify... I don't know, with with your tribal ancestry or whatever, it gives you a greater sense of who you are, what your past was. But like with the African slaves, it got stripped of everything. I guess, you know, to be fair, Africans weren't allowed to know their uh, tribal names or what tribes they came from. You know, um, I got a little mixed Seminole Indian in me, whatever. We're all kind of mixed here in America. But I'm saying a lot of the um, Af- Africans that came over here, they were cut off from their culture. And then they were made stupid for like 300 years. This is what I never get about, let's say, the dominant uh, white culture. Quote, unquote, white culture. Don't get me wrong, folks. Some of my best friends are uh, uh, white. 
that. That's what white people always say about black people. Uh, will you shut up and go uh, uh, go shine your shoebox, your shine box? But but anyways, folks, um, this one always gets me. You make a people dumb. You you bring Africans over here. You make them dumb. You cannot speak English. You cannot read. You cannot write. You cannot get educated. Okay, so they got to come up with their own ways to communicate this, that, you know, and, and code language and all this and that. And then the minute, the minute slavery ends, uh, white supremacists are scratching their head that a slave that was just freed cannot pass an SAT score or get a you know, high enough exam on the SAT score to go to college or whatever. Are you kidding me? When you denied and stole people the right to, or not right, but the privilege or whatever you want to call it to educate themselves and you denied them that for 400 years and now you instantly expect them to be as smart as Dickens from Harvard? Are you kidding me, man? You, I mean, it's, it's almost like society engineered, society engineered the slaves or Africans to be stupid. So then when, you know, some slaves acted stupid when slavery ended because they weren't educated, oh, look at there, the black man is inferior. You dummy, you're the one who made them inferior by not allowing them to get educated. You know, it's almost like you create the Frankenstein creature and then you're, uh, and then you act surprised later on that Frankenstein acts like Frankenstein when you're the one that created him. Oh, you tell him, boss. And you shut up, Twinkle Tolls. Don't be looking at me like that. I'll take this battle with your head, man. But anyways, folks, I'm going to wrap this segment up here. Welcome all to the Anderson Variety Show. And again, uh, this show is rated E for entertainment. It's a show like no other, folks. And this is kind of the pilot episode, you know. And going forward, if there's anyone out there who would like to be on the show, um, let me know. You can be on the show. Talk about whatever. Politics, religion, paranormal, don't matter. And speaking of paranormal, folks, don't forget to check out my other podcast. It's called Paranormal Saturday. You can find it on uh, all the popular podcast platforms, you know, Podbeam, Google Podcasts, whatever. It's called Paranormal Saturday, folks. And So please go give it a listen, and let's help put George Norrie up business. Anyways, folks, uh, we're going to move right on into the next segment. Welcome all to the Anderson Variety Show. Let's do this. What? Um, someone wants to know, how do you feel about LGBTQ rights? Uh, l- look at here, uh, Tiny Tim. Uh, uh, LGBTQ, gay, whatever, you got the right to do anything, just don't eat my food and stay away from my money. How's that? Bass, that's not what they meant. Look, man, why are you bugging me with this? You're going to scare all the black men away from the audience. You know how black guys are. They're like ultra... Trained to be like ultra hard, hard. You know what I'm saying? That's just how black dudes are. They're trained and brought up without dads, most of them. So they have to be like ultra, super duper gangster hard, man. So when you bring up stuff like LGBTQ sensitivity, you gonna scare all the black dudes away from my audience, man. Okay, fine. How do you feel about transgender types? Oh, good googly moogly, man. <laughs> What? Das, Terrence O'Donnell from New Jersey wants to know, do you support transgender rights? Right to do what, Tim? What what the do whatever you want. You want to uh, you want to go to a movie? Go to a movie. You want to I don't know play sports? Play sports. Why are you burdening me with these issues, my man? 
And finally, boss, Jen from Daytona Beach, Florida, wants to know, do you support the coalition of colorful peacocks? Good heavens. Uh, what the... Uh, uh, peacocks, uh, mallard ducks, hippos. Okay, I don't care. I believe live and let live. Okay? Um, that That's... that's let me put it like this, folks. I don't care what you are. Just treat me kindly when you see me on the street. Okay? You get older like me. I don't care. You do what you want. All I ask is that you treat me kindly when you see me in the street. Don't cut me off in your car. Okay? I, I, I... Anyways, folks. Uh, welcome all to the Anderson Variety Show. We have precious moments left. And Tiny Tim, the twinkle toe, uh, my twinkle toe assistant. I don't know why they want to burden me with those questions, but um, uh, let, let's move on to the next segment and let's uh, let's see what lays around the next corner. Welcome all to Anderson's Variety Show. Let's do this. Anyways, folks, we're about out of time, man. And uh, thank you all for tuning in to today's show. Um, hopefully, there'll be more. This is a pilot episode, and again. It's Anderson's Variety Show. You know, I could have gone with, like, uh, Single Life Magazine. I could have gone with The Cage Show, Paranormal Saturday. There's plenty of shows I could have gone with. But this show here, folks, gives me the most uh, range where I can kind of showcase my talent, the talent of others. And we're not locked into one genre. I'm tired of turning the radio on, especially on the weekend, and hearing the same Generates uh, repeated over and over again. You know, you got these old millionaire dudes like the Howl on Gilligan's Island. Yes, lovey. Yes, lovey. Let's go to the stock exchange. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Not everybody has millions of dollars to play with like Monopoly money. Or the Garden Man, or this or that, or politics, you know, hardcore politics. I'm, I'm just tired of it, folks. And I think other people are too. We want something more entertaining like the Carol Burnett Show. Remember the Carol Burnett Show or Flip Wilson? Or the Dean Martin and uh, whatever the other guy's name was. What was the name of that show, Tim? Oh, you mean the Rowan and Martin laughing? Give me the mic. You don't know nothing. Give me the mic. The, the, the show I was thinking about was the Rowan and Martin laughing. But uh, folks, that's you know, what I, I, said. I, I like that kind of radio. You know, I don't like tuning in and hearing Hannity the hack. You know, and he says the same thing every time and whatever, folks and. You know, I'm a Generation Xer. You know, I think our generation, we're kind of forgotten about. We're kind of shoved aside. You go from, like, baby boomers to, like, millennials. It's like us Generation X types. We're just kind of forgotten now, you know? But we're the ones that were raised up on the Brady Bunch and, you know, Starsky and Hutch and all that stuff. Our older siblings would, you know. So I'm just kind of here to speak for my Gen X people out there scattered about the world scattered about america and the heartland folks and if you'd like to reach out go to my website rawanderson88.com that's raw r-a-u-l anderson e-r-s-o-n 88.com and not only that but hopefully soon i'll have my own uh, website specifically for this show but right now it's kind of a week-to-week thing i got to see if this show gets any traction or not and please don't forget to go check out my book surviving in the hood as an outsider boss do you think i'm fat oh good googly moogly don't be asking me them kind of questions man good googly moogly we're out folks it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.